you are listening to Pharmacy IT and Me, your informatics pharmacist podcast. Hey everyone, this is Tony Dow, and welcome to another episode of Pharmacy IT and Me. And as with every episode, we start this one saying that the intended audience is everybody. And today we'll be changing it up a little bit, and we'll be actually speaking with a very special guest, uh, Kevin McDonald on what his role is in, in the whole technology space of healthcare. And I'm really excited to speak with Kevin today. So thank you so much for taking some time to be on the podcast, Kevin. How are you doing today? Doing great, Tony. How are you? I'm doing really well. I'm really excited for our talk, actually. So can you just get uh, started with like telling the listeners a little bit more about yourself? Yeah, sure. My background really is on the technology side of things. I've been doing technology and RFID technology and and sort of just general breaking technologies for the last 20 years or so. I ended up getting into hospital pharmacy in sort of a, a strange way. I hadn't actually dealt with hospitals before starting the company and was really more focused on supply chain, consumer packaged goods, and pharmaceutical companies. That's really cool. So uh, just to clarify, you are working at the company called KitCheck. And I guess, can you explain a little bit more about what your role is right now? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm co-founder and CEO of KitCheck. Uh, we started the company in 2011, and we're at more than 500 hospitals now across the country. The whole thing started when I was having dinner with a friend of my wife who is a, a hospital pharmacist, and she was talking about some of the work that she was doing in terms of checking crash carts and the manual process that it is, and just taking some of the background from what I had learned about different RFID technology and other technology. I thought that it was super interesting in terms of an application of both RF technology, but also a way to get better visibility and fix a bunch of the things that are wrong with the pharmaceutical supply chain, being able to do what we call medication intelligence. So make medications smarter and by understanding where they all are, help people reduce waste, be more efficient and increase patient safety. That's really cool. So, so when did KitCheck start again? Yeah, so we started in 2011, my co-founder Tim and myself, and we were reaching out to different hospitals to see, hey, is is this problem of dealing with kits an issue that's widespread or was it something that was specific to the, the hospital that my wife's friend was at? Our first hospitals went live in 2012, and we've been off to the races since then. Awesome. So I was just wondering, like, how for KitCheck in, in its lifespan, like, how did it expand? Like, was it through like word of mouth? Or how did you guys kind of like get that large reach? Because like, from my understanding now, you have a really large presence in many hospitals in the US. Yeah, we're about 500 hospitals these days. And, you know, it started out, I was calling hospitals up and having a conversation about their existing processes around crash carts and kits and things like that. Over time, we ended up going to places like the ASHP mid-year and summer meetings. And then, you know, as the customer base grew, we were able to grow through reference and people started to get to know us. So uh, it's very likely that if your hospital doesn't have kit check, there's a hospital nearby that does or someone that you know in a different hospital that's using that. Awesome. Awesome. So, you know, um, I, I was always wondering, you, you did say that uh, you used to be in the general supply chain technology space. And I guess what was the what was the motivating factor that kind of pushed you to go into the pharmacy technology space as, you know, the full time gig? Yeah, it was really interesting because I it was sort of a combination of things. And if you look back to in 2002 and 2003, the FDA was considering mandating RFID on all the drugs in the supply chain for anti-counterfeit reasons. And I was involved in some very early projects around 
a couple of drugs that were manufactured in Europe and the U.S. And what the pharma company said is, hey, you know, this doesn't make a lot of sense. It's putting a lot of cost on us and the technology didn't really work back then. So the combination of costs and not working caused that mandate to fail. And I looked over at some of the, the retail players. So Walmart also had a, a failed RF mandate. And the reason why their mandate failed was because they were tracking sort of case and pallet level. And if you look at the value within the system, it was really at the item level. So for example, being able to locate a pair of jeans on a shelf or a bra on a rack provided a lot more value than being able to just see, did a pallet go from point A to point B? The way the old FDA mandate was structured was like the pallet from point A to point B. In fact, by the time you got to the hospital or to the retail pharmacy, you didn't need to track at all. So I kind of kept that in the back of my mind, started working on a whole bunch of different projects in a whole bunch of different areas. And when I heard the friend of my wife talk about crash car tracking, I said, hey, you know, this is super interesting because just like there's the switch in the retail side from sort of case and pallet level to item level and there being real value at the end user, similar thing was happening here. So there were there was value to putting an RFID tag on the individual drug because it was going to drive a huge amount of efficiency in the hospital. And it would eventually cause motivation for the the manufacturers to to tag, and then you can see all the benefits of having individualized tracking. You know, from the beginning, Tim and I also had the general vision of this wasn't just about kits, right? It was about being able to provide intelligence and analytics and being able to bring modern software technology and modern approaches to the supply chain. Never ceases to amaze me that, you know, pharmacists go through so much training and really none of it is how to handle a uh, supply chain. And when you land in a hospital, they're tasked with handling a very, very complex supply chain, multiple sources, multiple means of moving product through different levels of urgency and different transformations along the way. And certainly being able to provide visibility is the first step to helping solve a bunch of those problems. And if we can provide that visibility, we can you know, help solve everything. Wow, that's really cool. And I was also wondering, since you're talking about like supply chain and, you know, I guess is KitCheck planning to expand on not only crash carts, but like the general supply chain tracking for like pharmacy goods? Yeah, actually, so crash carts are a very small part of what we do today. So I would say most of the drugs that we're tracking in KitCheck have to go with the procedural spaces. So in the operating room environment or labor and delivery places that have a, you know, a lot of standardized procedures. What we've found is that the procedural areas are the areas that the pharmacists typically have the least amount of visibility as to where the drugs are going. So if something is prepped in an IV hood and it's very expensive, you typically have pretty decent tracking on that dose going to the patient. Or if it's coming out of a Pixis or an Omnicell on a nursing floor, you typically have a good tie between the order and going to the patient. But when you look in the procedural areas, it's kind of a wild west of meds, right? So an anesthesia provider opens up a drawer and kind of takes what they want. And so our focus has been first on the procedural areas, but then sort of broader on other other areas of the hospital. So more recently, it was about 18 months ago, we launched a product called Blue Site for Controlled Substances. It's the leader in, in class in diversion detection and next generation diversion tracking. And what that does is that it actually doesn't use RFID at all, but it takes different data feeds from the EMR and it takes data feeds from your dispensing cabinets and then other systems as well and helps you detect who are risks in your anesthesia provider group and your nursing group and even in your pharmacy themselves of diversion and helps you track down those things. Awesome. Awesome. So 
for our listeners, a lot of our listeners are pharmacists or pharmacy students or, um, you know, someone that is currently trying to move into the pharmacy technology space. And I know at KitCheck, you do have pharmacists that work on your team. So I was wondering, how have you seen like kind of the importance of having a pharmacist or pharmacy personnel for the team dynamic and the goals that, that your company is uh, trying to reach for? Tim and my first hire was a pharmacist, and we now have several pharmacists that are on our team, and they're in really different parts of the organization as well. Having that clinical knowledge and knowing you know, what's important to the patient and how a pharmacist sort of lives their life day to day is important to instill into the company. I think, you know, KitShack is a software company at heart and we have a lot of technical people and we have a, a real commitment to customer service and having clinical folks that can relay, you know, what their experiences have been and how folks think about drugs in the hospital is helpful for informing how do we think about the product, how do we make sure that the customers are well informed about how to use the product, how to best optimize it. And it really helps inform our roadmap. And honestly, it just helps us all internally service our customers better. That's really cool. So a lot of people out there right now, they're thinking about healthcare technology as kind of like a field that they want to go into. Uh, and for you, you've been in kind of like the the other side of uh, technology. And now, you're, now you are in the healthcare side. I guess, do you have any advice for people who are just thinking of getting into that general field of healthcare technology? So for pharmacists in particular, I think that folks that want to have exposure to a lot of different experiences with different types of uh, hospitals and different types of users, the automation space is an interesting one, right? So you're going to be able to be very, very deep on certain workflows and issues, but you're going to be able to have conversations with leaders across the entire industry, across the country as to, you know, what best practices are, how we solve these problems, how do we, you know, really move the practice as a whole forward rather than being specifically in the hospital. And I I, I think that for certain folks, being able to have this, you know, view across hospitals is an interesting dynamic that is different than some of the direct clinical care. And I, I think that it's, it's really a personality thing as to why someone might choose to do more of an automation vendor approach versus a, a hospital approach. What's interesting, actually, within our our own space, we even see pharmacists in particular going into different types of roles. So, for example, we have one pharmacist that was started in sales and helping customers understand how our solutions can help solve their problems. We have one pharmacist who's a, a clinical expert that's really there to solve very, very sticky problems that our technical folks are having a hard time overcoming. We have a pharmacist who's helping out with the diversion product in both development and quality assurance and implementation. And we have another pharmacist that's on our account management team making sure that the customers are happy. So I think the interesting piece of an automation company is there's a lot of different roles that you can fall into. And depending on your strengths, there's a lot of places to go. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that advice. And uh, where can people learn more about KitCheck and maybe um, KitCheck's other products? Sure. You can go to kitcheck.com, K-I-T-C-H-E-C-K.com and learn a little bit more about both the main product, KitCheck, as well as our newer offering for diversion 
prevention and detection blue site for controlled substances. Awesome. Thank you. And are there any interesting projects you wanted to share? Oh, sure. Absolutely. We have a lot of super interesting things going on. So we've surpassed 100 hospitals that are on diversion detection. We're learning more and more about the patterns of diversion and, and how we can detect issues earlier. And we're getting smarter and smarter about that and able to share best practices across the uh, provider community. Also on the KitCheck side, we've had drug compounders including KitCheck tags in their products for a couple of years now, and our hospitals have really enjoyed that. We recently announced a partnership with Sandoz, and hospitals will be very soon starting to see generic injectables and vials and things like that come pre-tagged and ready to use that help drive down the, the cost of the system and creates a better experience. And just as importantly, it heightens the safety even more because that information will go through a GMP process just like the information that's on the label itself. So we're super excited to see that come into market as well. And then the third piece is we're actually in the middle of a pilot right now with the FDA. So the drug manufacturers have been dealing with the DSCSA requirements around serialization at the unit of sale level for a little while, and those are coming into effect this year. As we get towards 2023, there will be more requirements for the hospitals and other dispensers and then ultimately for interoperability across the supply chain. So we're helping work with the FDA to look at how RFID can play a part of that and how we can solve some of these issues around track and trace and aggregation and being able to have things like saleable returns in a a more scalable and cost-effective way. So you'll see more about that over the next several months. Wow, that's really cool. Like both the Sandos announcement and the DSCSA has been a big thing that everyone's been talking about, and it's been the challenge for many people to follow that. So I, mm-hmm. it's really cool to hear that. And the other thing, too, is they send those things. When I heard that announcement, I was very, very excited. And people were like, why are you so excited? I'm like, this, this is a big thing. This is a really big thing to me, you know? So it's really great that, you know, KitCheck is able to start to make larger impact on the healthcare side. So that's, that's really good. And exactly. I, I want to say congratulations for that. Yeah, thank you. We're super excited about it. And there's, there's a lot more to come. All right, so I'll be putting the KitCheck information for anyone who's interested in learning more. But, you know, to be respectful of your time, I'd like to thank you again so much for taking some time out of your busy day to be on the show. Thanks so much, Tony. Appreciate it. All right, if you guys like this episode, you can subscribe and rate us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any of your other favorite podcasting services. You can also follow us on social media on Twitter or Facebook at PharmacyITME or Instagram at PharmacyInformatics or by emailing me at Tony at PharmacyITME.com. Thank you again for listening and I'll see you on the next episode of Pharmacy ITME. And remember, technology is the tool, patient care is the goal.